Warning, what you're about to hear may contain mature language, adult situations, and depictions of graphic violence. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hello, everybody. It's us, those guys who talk about things are back. It's me, Elliot, and that's Keith over there. Hi, Keith. Yeah, they got the Los Lonely Boys. We're the, the what? Los Garbage Boys. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, this is the Trash Heap Podcast, the movie show where we talk about movies and movies that people don't want to watch or didn't watch or don't know how to watch. Um, did, we didn't watch a movie, though, this time, did we? <laughs> the streak is over of you <laughs> getting the intro right. I, I, lo- I love that you reverted back to the the intro that we experimented with when we first started doing the show which was just like a word salad of like, i am just a hundred percent de-evolving i don't even know why i'm the one who does the intro i don't know it just happened i was like hey we let's get the guy who can't remember what what where he is or what he's doing to do the intro perhaps it was an amusing bit at first but now it's just sad what is this show yeah we're giving these discarded gems a second chance and we're out to prove once and for all there are no garbage movies only garbage opinions which 90 percent of the time belong to us <laughs> almost almost always belong to us yeah. uh we didn't even watch a movie though this time you know it's been busy there's been like you know uh there's been like a, a hol- annoying holiday there's been barbecues there's been people outside social upheaval political revolution violence yeah. in the streets so today we're just going to react to some trailers that we've seen. Some are brand new trailers. Uh, some are trailers that came out maybe a few weeks ago. Yeah, most of them came out a few weeks ago, to be honest. I was yeah. looking at these. It's hard to keep up with trailers these days. I don't want to sound like a octogenarian. Staying in the loop on all this new shit. And also finding like hidden gems and things like that is getting tougher. Also, in a lot of like these indie films now, I've noticed... Because often they do have like the day and day release stuff, and however, uh, it's like on streaming and in limited theatrical releases at the same time. A lot of times, the trailers for these like will drop like a week before the movie actually comes out. There's like no marketing buildup anymore right. for a lot of them, you know, particularly for like a lot with uh, when we talk about horror movies, because a lot of those horror movies are something that played at a film festival and then some, uh, you know, like Shutter buys the buys the distribution rights so they might get a very minimal theatrical release but their true uh debut is on the shutter app or some other type of thing like that but yeah all the movies we're talking about today while some of the trailers are not necessarily brand new as if came out like this week they are all movies that are not out yet that's right so that's why we can talk about it you can talk about movies up to the day they're released, and it's like we're looking into the future. Whoa. Right? Yeah. So it's like it's we're, we're current as long as it hasn't come out. Once it's come out, like if you talk about a movie more than three days after it's released, you're done. That's right. You're done. So you're watching. talking about uh, what? Distribution? Well, I want to talk about Retribution. That's right. Retribution, starring Liam Neeson. And let me tell you something. This movie hit theaters on my birthday. Whoa. It's like August. he made it for you. He, I mean, I, yeah, he made it for me. Let's see if it's something I want. Are we? Should we start the trailer? Or that's just a random coincidence. Yeah, it let's start the trailer. Oh, 
Wow. Okay. So, you know, something I just realized, um, we didn't even mention what this show really is. It's the return of that stupid bit we used to do called knee jerk reactions. It's not a stupid bit. That's a really strong idea. No, I'm saying like, I meant that in a good way. How dare you? You know, it's like, oh, here's this dumb little bit we do. A knee jerk reactions. We had this whole thing. We'll probably, you'll, Keith, you'll probably plug it in there where you, you say knee jerk reactions. The voice is all distorted. I love um, how the, the distorted voice is exactly like the phone guy on the Retribution trailer. Right. So, luckily, you guys don't, you don't have to watch or listen to this trailer if you don't want to. You just, have, But you do have to listen to us talk about it. So, what is this movie that we just saw a trailer for, Keith? What is the general premise? Why don't you say it? You love your little hero, Liam Neeson, so much, who swore up and down the road he was done with action movies. I know. Well, this is not an action movie, Keith. This is a family drama. Hey, guess about what? A ma- it counts as action when you're uh, growling into a telephone and aggressively steering a car. So basically, what based on this trailer I just watched, it answers the age-old question, what would happen if speed was mixed with Jigsaw, or the Saw movies? Because <laughs> literally, it's this guy who sounds like Jigsaw calls up uh, Liam Neeson while he's on to, uh, driving his kids to school or something, and goes like, there's a bomb in your car. If you do not do these things, or go slower than this, blah, 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 the bomb will go off. He and then he makes him go a, a bunch of... Yeah, they play a game. He has to go do a bunch of stuff. People start thinking that he's the bomber. You know, shocking. I'm sure there's going to be some sort of crazy twist that it was actually the mom the whole time. Or maybe it was one of the kids. Yeah, that sounds... Because Liam Neeson made them... He said they couldn't play Fortnite anymore. and so they Yeah, got he mad. said, like, you have to go to bed early because I'm going to drive you to school the next day. Get off of the Fortnite. Um, that, uh, I don't know. Uh, this trailer is pretty funny to me because it's just, like you said, he, uh, Liam Neeson started to swear off of action movies and he's just been making more and more generic action movies. And this one is so generic. It kind of like su- supersedes that level and just kind of goes into this weird, like, it seems like a spoof almost. Yeah. You're waiting for like there to be like a record scratch and then like a funny voiceover. Yeah. Because Liam Neeson got more than he bargained for when he right. got in the car today. Or it's like he... Uh, now Tom Arnold is here to save the day. He was like, he's hosting Saturday Night Live, and this is one of the digital shorts type of thing. Yeah. And it's just like, there's even a kid in a mask, like like Jigsaw. It's not the Jigsaw mask, but there's like some character. <laughs> I don't know why I called him a kid. It's just probably because he was like, had like a hoodie on. But he was like wearing a mask, and Liam Neeson's like, "Is this the bomber?" And I'm pretty sure that's going to be a fake out. Like that's not going to be him. Yeah, he's going to do that thing where he runs up and rips the mask off, and then he's like, "I'm sorry, I thought you were somebody else." Yeah. <laughs> um, will you see this movie, Keith? Uh, I doubt it. I still yeah. am working my way through the Ice Guy trilogy that he did. Wait. He did more than one of those Ice Road movies? <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, technically The Grey is part of that Oh, trilogy. you're just talking about movies where he's a guy in the snow. Yeah, The Grey is the prequel, and then The uh, the Ice Road is the sequel, and then The Snowplow is the sequel to that, right? Gotcha. That's I thought the, Snowplow the, came out first, the but epic trilogy. Be, before before the Ice Road. But I actually thought the Snowplow one looked the coolest. The Ice Road one was sufficiently entertaining. I'm not going to lie. 
I had, I had, I had, an, I think I watched that while I had COVID, and I was just like, "Yep, this is just a fine movie to watch when I can't leave my room." It's the <laughs> you wanted to level up your suffering. Yeah, um, the great. Actually, I actually really like that movie. I think it's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, what's your okay? Real quick before we move on to the next trailer, what is your opinion of Liam Neeson as action guy, just in general? I think for the most part, he has done a great job. I think there's a lot to chew on. I yeah. th- there's still a lot of uh, these movies for me to see. Like I haven't seen Nonstop or A Walk Among the Tombstones, or just a lot of these movies that he's done so i don't know i think it's cool i think they make him look good too he doesn't look totally absurd he's not doing anything ridiculous right even in i think the most ridiculous thing i can recall from any of these movies is when he takes his like two minute nap in the car and all of a sudden he's refreshed for another three days Uh uh-huh what's that what's that one that's from uh taken oh where he's like he's chasing some uh, Yugoslavians or whatever, and uh, he's doing some surveillance, and he's like, "It's time for a power nap." And he closes his eyes for like two minutes, and then he's like, "Okay, I'm ready." I, I don't recall that part. Continue my fight for justice. Yeah, I think a lot of these movies. I mean, I, I there's a ton of them I haven't watched either because they just seem kind of like, as we said earlier, generic. Like you just pop, pop them in and out of any one, and you know it doesn't really matter which one you watch. But a few of them are actually really good, and there's a few that I haven't seen that look. That look uh, good, like Walk Among the Tombstones was one I always meant to watch, never got to it. I also think, too, it's kind of easy to laugh at Taken now just because of how many times it's been spoofed or they've just done like some sort of like really like mediocre retread of it with him usually, you know. Uh, but when it, when that movie came out, it was actually like a, a surprisingly good movie, you know. Yeah, definitely. It I wasn't like amazing would... or anything, but you were like, I think a lot of people were like, "Oh, that was actually really solid. I enjoyed that." When we start making fun of these and it becomes sort of part of the pop culture lexicon, I think that's more of a tip of the hat and a compliment than anything. Yeah, I mean, it is sort of maybe not culturally important, but at least mildly significant. Like a yeah. lot of people saw it. It's definitely also less kind of like an interesting career directory because it's not like, I mean, he does make some just kind of like certainly like dime bin directed VOD stuff as well, but he's still making a lot of big, like big movies. And it's, it's an interesting like career directory where he hasn't like fallen off the map and is just having to be forced to, you know, scrape by with whatever kind of B movie he, he can, he can find himself in. It's like a, it's like a genuine career decision to be like now I'm now I'm 70 I'm going to be an action star. His movies look better than any of the expendable sequels. So. Oh, 100%. Should we watch that trailer? The For the new expendables? Four? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, it looks I, pretty bad. I don't even know if I want to give it the time of day. I watched the trailer and it uh, like a, when it came out and it is atrocious. I but if you bothered. want to if you want to watch it, we can. Now we'll skip it. We got okay. some other good stuff here. So let's see. We also have. Um, should we watch the trailer? Uh, the next one be the the Meg Two. Yeah, let's do the Meg Two. Okay, I'm starting it. Right, here we go on the Meg Two. Everybody, now. synchronize your watches. So we just watched the trailer for the Meg. God damn, pal! That is a hell of a fucking trailer. Okay, so you're excited for this one? 
regardless of the movie outcome, that trailer with the opening uh, sort of visual representation of the food chain and the T-Rex getting swallowed up on the beach is brilliant. So yeah, this this trailer starts with a T-Rex and like the mother dinosaurs and then a shark comes out of the water and eats the dinosaurs. Then they do the, the awesome narration of like... You know, 10 miles at the bottom of the sea is the most uh, unexplored, uncharted region of the ocean we've ever seen, and we've got to get down there and derp 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 It's great. It's got all the shit. The, the problem with the first Meg, it was sufficiently entertaining. It wasn't over the top enough. They didn't push it far enough. The problem with the, I see with the first Meg is the first Meg didn't know if it was a serious movie or a goofy movie. Yeah. Like, uh, it was, it, it, it started out as this very, like, kind of, like, straightforward, like, we're gonna do this thing, blah, 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 and then it starts getting, like, really wild and over the top and goofy, but, like, kind of, like, not going back to the other one, you know, but not finding a balance between the two. Sorry to interject, but. It's almost like the author of the book was on set, and he was like, hey, uh, that's not in my book. Yeah. (laughs) But this. It's got it's closer to like a like a diet version of Kong Skull Island, and it's got a very a bunch of very entertaining looking bullshit in it. So, and it's got say, tentacles this time. Yeah, there's some tentacles. There's the now they're also like oh the biggest Meg ever, which like I hate that shit because it's already like like I've never seen a, a megalodon that big. No one has. Like who else has seen megalodons other than the, like the three of you? Yeah, there's you know? only been two. Yeah, and it's just like. <laughs> And it's like, and then it's also you already have like this this shark from history that's the biggest animal that predator that's ever lived. It's like, but what if it was ten feet longer? Like, I don't give a shit. I'm so thoroughly underwhelmed from this movie. Honestly, wow. Like, I didn't care about the first one. This one, like I said, at least this one does seem to uh, know like what kind of tone it's going for. So I think it has that going for it. But it just kind of seems like played out in the dinosaur scene, like. What the dinosaurs didn't look good, so if they looked sillier, I would have liked that scene more. But they just were like kind of trying to make them look real. But they what, should they have bad. had like a monocle and a top hat or something? I don't know. Like honestly, if they just looked crappier and more cartoony, <laughs> I think that would have been more fun because they kind of sit in this weird like in between thing where it's like, yeah, technically it's it looks kind of like re- like detailed and realistic, but still looks kind of shitty. I don't know. Uh, it, it just seems like. The type of just like you know like uh, computer uh, computer screensaver type of special effects where it's just like a bunch of like shapes just being thrown at you nonstop. Ah, uh, yeah, it does not does not, and it's directed by Ben Wheatley, which I think is kind of interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. I was just like when I saw that, I was just like, huh? <laughs> Ben Wheatley, who if you don't know, is directs mostly directs. Like low key violent British movies about like gangsters who get involved with the cult, the occult and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, who knows? It could be fun if if enough people who I know and like opinions I semi respect tell me to check it out. I will, or I could see myself just throwing it on in the background on Netflix one of these days. But I was not like grabbed by the by this trailer whatsoever. Well, I was giddy as hell watching it, so I'm uh, right. I'm on board. Okay. 
All right, what do we got? What do we got next? What the hell is this cobweb movie that you sent? Me? Yeah, let's do cobweb. I've never so heard of this. So I let's... didn't. Also, didn't know anything about this. I saw this in the theater before, like uh, maybe Evil Dead Rise. I think this played in front of, and I thought it looked pretty good. I don't know anything about this, so I'm going in blind. That's kind of fun. I don't either. Let's do Let's it. Let's check it. Well, you just said you saw this trailer already. Yeah, but I don't know anything additional about it. Okay, well, I know even less. So. Okay, so that was the trailer for Cobweb we just watched. Um, I'll watch this movie. You know, like at first it started out, look, so what, give a brief rundown of what we what we see in this trailer. Well, as far as I can recollect, it's uh, the guy who plays Homelander in the boys' television show has dyed his hair and moved in with some family. Uh, we meet little boy who is hearing a knocking at night in his room and is very disturbed by it. And then he starts knocking back and is engaging in some kind of a communication with whatever lives in the crawl space. So I'm going to, like this movie, it starts out, the trailer starts out kind of generic, but it sold me once we started getting into, like when we started seeing the amount of pumpkins and some kids in Halloween costumes, like I am a sucker for yeah. things kind of centered around that and it actually like like i said it looked a little generic but as it goes along i was like okay this could be this could go either way it kind of like like it has it's intrigued me enough where it's like this could be like a really good surprise fun fun movie or it could just it could end up being generic but i'm definitely going to give it a shot yeah that and that's exactly it like i was right right with you there like initially i was like oh look at the fall setting and like the neighborhood and the dilapidated house and whatever that looks kind of cool but yeah, about halfway through the trailer, things go from like, oh, this is just a like your run of the mill ghost story to like, wait a second, like what is happening here? Yes, yeah. there's some images and moments and the parents start acting weird and doing things and the you know, the the bodies in the backyard and all this stuff. Uh it starts to look really interesting. Like maybe there's some additional layers to this, so you know, it's funny too because I think maybe the trailer show it doesn't like give it doesn't really give the plot away, but maybe it just shows too much in the sense like we're kind of left wondering, well, what's this about? But I want to be left wondering like, what the hell is this about, right? Because yeah. like right at the beginning, they show you like they say like, oh, it's from the producer of Barbarian, and that is a great trailer because it tells you specifically like there's a creepy house, there's stuff happening beneath the creepy house. We don't know what's down there though, right? But then it's also like a very like odd trailer where like some of the audio gets strange and it just gets more and more mysterious. And I kind of wish that this was what was going on here. Maybe if it was more of the second half and less of the first half of the trailer, like that's where the juice, like that's really, really starts to intrigue. It also reminds me of a prank I pulled on my little sister when we were kids, (laughs) when we moved into a new house where I convinced her that there was someone inside the walls uh so i'll go see it for that reason too nice i remember when i was younger i was helping this elderly woman uh mostly with yard work but at one point she was like hey there's a weird smell can you go underneath the house into the crawl space and you know find out if there's like dead rats and if so can you like put them in a sack and remove and that's when you found like the cannibal family 
No, I didn't find any. It was mostly just spiders in my hair and mm. uh, never wanting to go underneath a house again, but uh, it was sufficiently nerve-wracking. But I also like that this has like such an evocative title, right? In the same right. same vein as Barbarian, like you look at the trailer for Barbarian and then look at the title and like you want to see what the connection is and like what that uh, that sort of theme is and what the idea is behind it. And same right. thing here because we've just got a what looks like to be a run of the mill house haunting and maybe some sinister looking parents and a terrorized kid. Like that's all things we've seen in horror movies before but what is the relation like what could the cobweb title be alluding to is there a giant spider in the walls with a tiny little hammer tapping on you know the (laughs) the drywall we don't know it's correction eight tiny little hammers yeah just he's just he's making music but i don't know yeah i think that's kind of and it sort of just comes out of nowhere too there's not a ton of fanfare behind it or like a ton of big promotion it's just the trailer Right, so, oh, it comes out this month, you know, so... Hell yeah, yeah had, brother. Hadn't heard anything about it till just now, so I'm getting a little uh, a little excited for that one. <laughs> I fucking got you. You did. After, there was two, hit, two misses, and now we got a hit. Well, uh, let's... Uh, should we save Craven for last? I think so, because I got a lot... I have seen this trailer already, and I got a lot of things to say about it. Five Nights at Freddy's. Okay, yeah, I also haven't watched this. Oh, go ahead. Now, before we get into this one, I want to... Do you know anything about the Five Nights at Freddy's? Are you familiar with this? I am vaguely familiar with it as, like, I know it's a video game. I know the general idea. I've never played it. I've never seen, like, footage from the game. So I just know that it exists. Great. Well, it's kind of a huge phenomenon and is very well known to, I think, a, a little bit of a younger generation than us. And so I think this movie might be a monster hit, but I was hoping that we would get like a raw sort of untouched, untempered reaction from you to this. So I'm looking forward to what you have to say about it. Now, to my understanding, though, this is like a game or or, um, the game itself. I don't know about how true the movie is the game, but it's like a, uh, isn't it something like a... You're a night watchman at like a Chuck E. Cheese type establishment and uh, you watch the video cameras and make sure all the doors are closed and everything's secure and uh, the the puppets uh, come to life and start scaring you. Right, so, yeah, like all the animatronic things come to life as a horror movie. And they kind of made like a, like a like an unofficial version of this with like that Nicolas Cage, right? Like that Willy's Wonderland, isn't that the same president? Yeah, premise? essentially. Did you see that movie? I did not. Neither did I. It but. looked there is a I saw a clip of a like a time lapse of him cleaning in a bathroom and I was like, no, 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 no. Absolutely not. It was way too long. It was yeah. like three a three minute long time lapse of someone cleaning a bathroom. And you're like, I, I can, I'm good on this. And normally Parts. I like watching people clean stuff or do landscaping, but this was not satisfying in any meaningful do, way. You know, there's whole YouTube channels for that. Do you ever watch those? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Well, okay. F- Five Nights at Freddy's. Here we go. Will you watch this one? I don't know if I'll watch it, but I will say based on the trailer, Five Nights at Freddy's tonally, I think is right on the money. And it looks Uh like it's sandwiched right in between like 
Goosebumps and uh, Fear Street. Yeah, you know what Which, I mean. Like I feel like the yeah the what they're aiming for as far as their target audience is like right on the money. I will say like there's a there's a fair chance I might watch this because I actually thought the first half of the trailer was pretty solid. Once they start getting into all the exposition uh, and explain stuff about what's going on, I felt like it really kind of fell apart. And then also like you just have these those shots, those quick shots of like. Uh, the 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 kid from the Hunger Games, who's the main character in the movie, like it going back and going back, flashback into him, like seemingly in a hospital room with someone he cares about who's dying, and it's like it's going to be like there's this whole backstory that's trying to make us care about him that seem probably is going to feel tacked on or something. I'll give it a shot. It said the you know the producers of Megan. I thought Megan was pretty good in terms of tone, and if it maintains that kind of. Uh, energy and attitude i think sure be pretty solidly entertaining it's not going to change your life but it could be a a fun little night at the movies so i don't know all right well i just sent you a trailer have you, you did you, from- you sent me a trailer that i have seen and uh we can watch this but i'll tell you buddy it really let me down <laughs> S- same let's but i watched it once and same let's watch it again this is sympathy for the devil i thought i remembered it because we just mentioned the other nicholas cage movie this is nicholas cage some guy picks up a crazy hitchhiker played by nicholas cage and maybe it's more than what we think it is all right here we go sympathy for the devil okay i actually kind of enjoyed that a little bit trailer a little bit more the second time I want to say first off, thank you so much for either making the creative call or not having the budget to license the song Sympathy for the Devil, <laughs> yeah. because that would have been so excruciating. Absolutely, yeah. That would have been awful, and I would have shut it off immediately. So it looks like what we got here is Nicolas Cage is playing some kind of a dirtbag, right? And he jumps into Joel Kinnaman's car, who's on his way to, what did you say, a family emergency? His wife's pregnant or some bullshit like that? Yeah. Great. And they're going to go on a joyride throughout the night, and Joel Kinnaman's going to make it to the hospital in time to save his wife or whatever the fuck, meet his kid. And then his kid, he's going to look at his kid, and it's going to have Nicolas Cage's face on it. Right, that's gonna be the twist ending. <laughs> the baby has a goatee and red hair. <laughs> yeah, so I think like the pretty obvious premise, or what the what the trailer is trying to suggest, is did he perhaps pick up the devil? Is that I, who's in his backseat? I thought that at first, but I think the metaphysical sort of leanings are d- dissolve pretty quickly. I agree, but also like. Based on what we've seen in the trailer, I think it could still go either way very easily. And if it goes to the fact that he is the devil, the fact that he's wearing like the sequined red jacket and his hair is dyed red and the movie is called Sympathy for the Devil, I would like this more if that was not the case. You know, if he was not wearing those things, if, that, yeah. if he is actually the devil. But whatever. I don't know. Like the first time I watched the trailer, I was just kind of like, eh, whatever. That time I was kind of like, eh, like. Not bad. I, I, if Nicolas Cage is playing the devil, I'd of course on board to see him do that. Uh, his performance looks kind of fun in this. Uh, I'll give it a shot. Yeah, my only reservation is, oh, have we seen the best of Nick Cage going berserk? As, in the trailer? Yeah. 
as yeah. was the case recently with Renfield. Like we pretty much <sighs> saw like eighty percent of the best Nick Cage stuff in that trailer. Renfield so there wasn't much left to chew on. It was so bad. Yeah. And it was a movie that I knew went into being like, this is not going to be very good, but I'm going to watch Nicolas Cage as Dracula in anything, right? Yeah. That's I'm going to watch that movie. And I was, and it was so much worse than I th- anticipated it, it being, which, I mean, like I said, I thought it was going to be bad and it was just like painfully bad. And then we, that's kind of the same thing in this movie. If Nicolas Cage is playing the devil, I'm going to watch that movie, regardless of the quality. But this one could could pretty much go either way. It's probably not going to be very good, but I'm going to give it a shot. Now, the real huge misstep that I noticed right away is uh, Joel Kinnaman as this sort of everyman. Like, he looks like he's wearing a disguise. Yeah. So unless there's a twist where he's like, oh, I'm actually a you know high-level... Uh, you know, tier one CIA operator or some shit like that, then uh, they should have got someone a little more uh, meek and normal looking. Like, obviously they couldn't have gotten um, Steve Buscemi, but someone like that, you know, someone who looks like a, an actual normal person and not a, like a f- intimidating athletic physical presence or a Jesse Eisenberg or I don't know, just somebody who's not like six foot tall and looks like an Olympic swimmer. All right. So that was sympathy for the devil. I think we got one more, right? And that's Craven the Hunter. Yep. That's the big one. I don't know why this is so big, but the uh, massive superhero, uh, this is not Marvel. This is Sony. So it's the Sony universe with what, uh, Morbius and Venom. And is there anybody else? Uh, those are the only ones I think that they have made so yeah. far as, I guess know. technically they're the Sony Spider-Man movies though, right? Right, right. But that's kind of its own. Are those the Andrew Garfield or are those the, is it the Sam Raimi trilogy? So the way this all ends up working with these extended Spider-Man worlds is you have the Andrew Garfield movies. Those are produced by Sony. Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man and... All the Spider-Man villains, like specific Spider-Man villains, like Green Goblin and Dr. Octopus and whatnot. So anytime you see Spider-Man in one of the MCU movies or a Spider-Man villain in one of the specific MCU movies produced by like Disney and Marvel Studios, they are, are on loan to them from Sony. So Sony is essentially renting those characters out to them. Which is why you see some of the characters and other ones you don't see and whatnot. And but they're also trying to maintain their own brand of Spider-Man with these weird like villain spin-off movies and the animated Miles Morales movies. And so far, the only the Miles Morales movies are really good. I actually just saw the newest one too, and it's it's great. But it is very complicated and confusing, and I really don't understand why they keep trying to take uh, villains from Spider-Man and turn them into heroes for these movies, particularly ones that like people don't know about. Really, like Craven the Hunter. Like outside of outside of like actual like deep in the comic book fans, who no hell knows who he is. Yeah, most people's uh, point of reference for Craven the Hunter is probably like Spider-Man the Animated Series. So, I I don't know. I, this trailer, I've watched it like four or five times, honestly. And 
I'll watch it again right now. Yeah, let's so, do it. Here we go. Craven the Hunter. Okie dokie. Um, First of all, we're supposed to like this guy? Oh, yeah. He he comes across, across super smarmy. The guy... I get that he's killing the the. They explain it like it's not subtle, but uh, my dad puts evil into the world and I take it out. Okay, great. You have a a twisted sense of justice because of your traumatic upbringing. Congratulations. He's hitting people over the head with bear traps, and then he bites the guy's ear off and spits it out. Like normally, I would think that's cool, but they're playing this as if like. We're supposed to be on board and backing. <laughs> what the fuck is happening? I mean, I don't have a problem with that in and of itself in a movie. Like, how bad are these guys that he's bear trapping and, and whatnot? Like, there's tons of stuff where we have, like, the anti-hero character who we get behind doing pretty n- nasty stuff. But, like, he also just kind of comes across as a douchebag, you know? And I think that is part of the bigger problem here so okay so also two people who do not know craven the hunter is like as we said he's from spider-man world and he is basically like he uh like an assassin for hire who has no emotions and is like gets completely inside the world of his prey and you know, I think there's even like a Spider-Man storyline where he's like hired to kill Spider-Man. So he starts like eating spiders and trying to be- become a spider himself and whatnot and dressing up like Spider-Man. Yeah, he's yeah. crazy, but he's also just a guy. He's right. like super smart and super skilled, but he doesn't have the powers of an animal. Well, not, that that's step aside because he certainly does not this because one time tiger blood got inside or lion blood got inside of him and then he became a lion. I don't know what's going on. Well, here. and now he can also like see through the eyes of an eagle. Like he gained the powers of Beastmaster. If you've right. ever seen the Beastmaster movies. Yeah. He's Beastmaster because he, yeah, he mixed up the blood. What the fuck? So, I mean, well... <sighs> The way this trailer presents it is ridiculous. Now, so is also ridiculous is getting bit by a radioactive spider and then you of gain course. the powers of a spider. Absolutely. It, but, but at the same time, we have all this setup around it. Like there's build up to it. It's like there's this experiment going on. The spider gets in the thing. This happens. That happens. Peter Park is there. Blah, 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 blah. He gets the spider. It's also in a very comic booky world. This movie seems to be presenting us with something that's like great, supposed to be gritty and realistic. And then he's just out hunting a lion, and lion blood drips into him, and then he becomes Lion Man. And we're supposed uh, to feel sympathy because his gangster dad sent away his mentally ill mother. Oh, cry about it, you big well, baby. Also, it's like so his dad, played by Russell Crowe in this, seems to be acting the way Craven the Hunter in the comic books acts yeah you know and not the way this character is because he's not like now granted i have not read spider-man comics since i was a kid i maybe have read like one or two here or there you know but like i've not like actively read them since i was a kid so and i know that you know these superheroes often have like alternate timelines and various origin stories and reinventions of them you know so it is quite possible that there is a craven story where this happens i don't know but like what we're watching just seems ridiculous it also seems ridiculous to me to make an r-rated 
a movie about a little no, like known Spider-Man villain and present it as something serious because like who's gonna watch this and be like, whoa, yeah, I want to see this. Shout out to Russell Crowe though. He he made the smartest comic book movie uh, career move of all. He's like, hey, I'll be in your your comic book movie. I don't want to be one of the main guys. I'll be one of the side guys. There's a good chance he's going to die or sort of be left behind. He gets the one and done the movie, like take home the cash and then bounce without having to commit to a series. Several times at this point, it seems like. Yeah. Yep. Good for him. Good Uh, for him, I guess. But yeah, you got this lion guy bouncing off the walls and shit. Get the fuck out of here. I will say the one saving grace moment from this trailer that got me hyped, that got me excited, that made me feel alive like when I was a kid is the stupid guy at the end who's like, many of us have animals inside. Do you want to know why they call me the rhino? (laughs) And he starts transforming. (laughs) So that's I love it. I fucking love that shit. It doesn't matter what who the character is or what's happening, but people saying something cryptic and then transforming into a monster (laughs) is awesome. It's not even cryptic. Like, you want to know why they call me this very specific monster? (laughs) Watch, I will turn into it. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like this is a movie I probably will end up watching just because I want to see how dumb it looks, you know? Uh, But who knows? Uh, This is directed by J.C. Chandor, whose first movie... I thought it was a very good movie called All Is Lost, which is the Robert Redford like on a like on a lifeboat movie. So it's that movie is very good. So and this movie looks very bad. So I don't know. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who's playing the titular Craven, is someone I feel like they've. He was that. What was his kind of breakthrough movie? It was Kick Ass, right? Yeah. Where he's playing like a nerdy superhero, and I thought he was really good in that. Like I don't like that movie as much as some people do. Uh, but I thought it was fun. And I thought he was really good. Since then, it seems they've been trying to turn him into like a, like a, like a, like a leading man action tough guy, and that really hasn't been working. And I looks and it does not look like it's working at all in this movie. I don't think it works here. I think he can do it. I think he was good in movies like Savages, and I didn't see that one. He was also in that movie Bullet Train. Right, it seemed pretty cool in that. I think, he but he's not. A, but he's it. not a. But he's not the leading man in that. Like he's not the hero. He's like the. He's the bad guy or one no, of the many I think bad guys. You, right. You got to give him a little more to chew on. Yeah. And character wise, yeah, I think here is just. Uh, this is almost like. Um, I think that I think this is that this is the the Jai Courtney effect, right? Where you look at him and he looks like a he looks like a leading man action guy, but he's actually a character actor, right? Oh, yeah. Like, Jai Courtney was like, everyone was like, this guy sucks until he played Captain Boomerang, which in a bad movie, but he was great, you know? Yeah, but what has he done since then? (laughs) He was also Captain Boomerang again for like five minutes until he gets killed. (laughs) But but that's the problem. It's like probably like people still don't like, because of just how he looks, they're just like, you got to be this guy or nothing, right? Like, hopefully, like... If Aaron Taylor Johnson, like, you know, like, I haven't seen Bullet Train, but like him as the villain, that makes a lot more sense to me. Like, kind of like, particularly in an ensemble villain. He's going to be in, um, uh, Robert Eggert is doing a, like a remake of Nosferatu, and he's going to be in that. And I feel like that's something where he could probably be pretty good in because that's definitely not going to be action tough guy role, whatever, whoever he's playing in that, yeah. you know? So, 
I think there's like I don't dislike him as an actor in and of itself, but most of the movies that they shove him into, it's like this is not for you. Have we reached critical mass on these superhero movies? Like, I think is so. It, is it time to nuke the site from orbit? I think so. I mean, like, it's not even just like that. Like, can't are is it just is it solely superhero fatigue? Because I'll watch uh, the next. Robert Pattinson Batman movie and I'll be excited for it. Like I'll watch uh the something that looks good, but now I just feel like they're scraping the bottom of the barrel. They're really trying to like make everything interconnected, you know. Uh and what's the strength of the Robert Pattinson Batman movie? It's 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 its own thing. It's standalone. It's not in part of this massive overarching world, which was cool to see them do do for a while, but now when it's just like you've beat everything to death, but you're still in the same universes. So you have to like work around that. They're just, it's just tapped. It's tapping itself dry. It's, it either needs to go, like you say, nuke the site from, from space or have a complete reset. Well, there it is. That's the final word on superhero movies. Yeah. All right. That was it. So that was also our final trailer for this, uh, new installment of knee jerk reactions. Yeah, what did you guys think of the trailers? What are some trailers did you like? Hit us up and let us know on Instagram at Trashy Pod. You know, find yeah. us so, so wherever you get your uh, social media. What's our final uh, final ranking here for us in the order we watched them? So we got Retribution. Now both both decided probably not watching, right? Uh, yeah, definitely not. I might throw it on like on Netflix or something while doing something else, just because it looks so silly. But yeah, it doesn't look great. Then we watched next was The Meg. I'm all in. Let's go. I'm all out. Give me a bunch of bullshit spilling out of the ocean floor. Cobweb, both like pretty yeah, pretty intrigued. Yeah, it looks good. Let's see what I'm not like. convinced that it's going to be a good movie, but I really want to see it. Yeah, exactly. And that's what a trailer should do. Yeah. Make you Make me see the want movie. to see the movie. That's it. <laughs> These are other trailers. They're not making me want to see the movie. Um, Five Nights at Freddy's. I could see myself watching it around Halloween. Yeah, seems like it could be entertaining. Yeah, don't have a lot of like high expectations for it. But I said the same thing about that Spirit Halloween movie. Oh yeah. And then I never watched that. Did that come out? Yeah, it came out last year. Holy I saw, shit! I felt exact, exactly the same way. Where it was just kind of like, eh, it doesn't look very good, but it might be fun. Like self aware enough. It's got a spooky October vibe, blah, blah, blah. And then I never watched it. So who knows? All right. Well, I'm adding that to the list. All right. Sympathy for the Devil. Uh, I'm going to watch it. Yeah. I'll I'll always give Nicolas Cage uh, the benefit of the doubt. Craven the Hunter. Absolutely not. Looks like complete shit. I, but I, part of me thinks that I will watch it because it looks so bad and I just want to see for myself. But I said the same thing about Morbius and I never watched that. So. Yeah, I'll probably check out some clips from Craven as they drop, uh, and especially just to see what the Rhino uh, cameo is all about, because that's really exciting to me. But yeah. uh, beyond that, yeah, I have no investment. I yeah, I thought I would be more invested in the Venom movies, but they it was I was pretty much one and done on that. I didn't even watch any of those. Yeah. So yeah, uh, looks like Cobweb Cobweb is the big winner today. Yeah, it seems like it. Didn't uh, didn't know about it. Didn't hadn't heard about it. Want to see it? How? Yeah, never doubt my intuition again. You son of a bitch. Oh, I will. I will. 
100%. Well, that kind of wraps it up. Thanks again. And uh, yeah, stick around. Uh, We got some great new episodes coming for you very soon. We took a little break for the 4th of July weekend, but we're back on the clock. So get excited. Everybody's favorite right around the corner. The Rest in Peace Department from 2013, starring Ryan Reynolds and Jeff Bridges. So look oh, yeah. forward total, to total, that. Total classic. All right. So there we go, guys. Uh, thank you. And Keith, what do you always say? We'll see you at the movies. And until next time, the dumpster is closed. Goodbye, everyone. Everybody go back to doing what you were doing.